When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. In the Zone. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, the good news is does look like we are going to have more May-like weather today as opposed to the July weather we experienced last week. How are you doing, everyone? I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Boy, I covered the miles this weekend, and I saw an awful lot of folks making the most of the dry weather we've experienced. I'm sure this afternoon we'll get quite an update on crop progress uh, reports. Today, weather is on our side. Sunshine, 74, our expected high. Tomorrow, a few clouds, but we stay dry, 69. Wednesday, chance of a morning shower in 66. And Thursday, we're back up to 78 degrees. Tell you what, that's going to be ideal weather for the preparation that's uh, being wrapped up for Alice in Dairyland. The clock is now ticking. This week, we will learn the identity of our next Alice in Dairyland. The six finalists will be going through the final phase of the interview starting on Friday. And today is the last day that you can secure tickets for either the impromptu question-answer session Friday evening or the finale on Saturday. Talking with uh, former Alice, Caitlin Riley who's a volunteer on the Dane County Committee getting ready to host the 75th event. We're also going to introduce you to another Alice candidate this morning as well. So like I said, stick around. Plenty to talk about, including weather, which will be coming up with Stu Muck. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. As Wisconsin farmers face significant challenges this planting season between inflationary pressure or supply chain upsets, eyes are on what the state can do to help. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Bob, you have an update for us from the head of Wisconsin's Ag Department after the governor brought his cabinet to the northern part of the state. What did you learn? Well, about a week ago, Stephanie, Governor Evers did bring some of his cabinet members to northwest Wisconsin, including Agriculture Secretary Randy Romanski. I'm Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's barn, longest barn. And we got Secretary Romanski in the barn to talk with us. And, of course, farmers right now are trying to get crops in. That means they're taken to the roads, highways, and bridges around Wisconsin, which in some cases and in many cases are a challenge. And that's where we started with the Secretary about what's going on as far as upgrades with our roads and bridges around Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, uh, a whole lot of commerce starts on a local road, uh, and we got to get whatever product it is from farm to market. Wisconsin has had a pretty strong history of having good infrastructure, but the state went through about a 10-year period where it just didn't invest in our infrastructure like it should. And uh, when Governor Evers first came into office, one of the things he said was his priorities were going to fix the darn roads. Just since he came into office, there's been an improvement of over 1,700 miles of roadways and 1,250 bridges. Now, that's an important one because, as you know, Bob, you you start on a local road, and if that, that local bridge can't handle the equipment or it's 
past its lifespan, you gotta you gotta add different more miles to the trip. Step two, and the Wisconsin DOT just got their uh, their plan finalized. We have an influx of federal funding. It was uh, President Biden's uh, bipartisan transportation plan. You don't get to say that much in Washington D.C., so I'm gonna say it, Bob. And uh, Wisconsin DOT just got their federal plan approved. And they're going to pump even more money into local roads and local bridges. And the great thing about that is when the Wisconsin DOT started putting that plan together, they worked with the towns and municipalities and the counties to make sure that they were meeting the needs together. And that's important. As you mentioned, local commerce starts on the roads. We produce a lot of product in Wisconsin and this country, as a matter of fact, but uh, we can't consume it at home here in Wisconsin. But as far as exports and getting the product from here to the final consumer, be it around the country or around the world. Give us an update on Wisconsin with these supply channel disruptions. Between trade disruptions, which we had for a while there, and now we have international matters that are uh, affecting it. And then obviously COVID and now the, the shipping restrict, the shipping, uh, container shipping issues. It's a challenge, but one of the things that I would say is Wisconsin's pretty well situated. We we produce a whole lot of products that the rest of the world is is wanting. And with uh, economies kind of evolving around the world, Wisconsin sits in a good spot to springboard. And, and I'll, I'll say this, you know, 2021, uh, you know, kind of at, as we continued on through COVID, 2021 was a record export year uh, for the state of Wisconsin. Uh, almost $4 billion in exports. That's the highest we've ever had. Uh, that's the highest since 2014. So we were up, and then because of some of those trade disruptions, we, we saw a slide. But we uh, were back up, and, and the good news about that, Bob, is it was uh, it was up across the board. Uh, we saw uh, dairy products export up 14.5%. We had meat products up about 10%, and crops were up 20%. Now, the key is we got to build on that. And I think Wisconsin businesses, farmers, producers are are ready to do that. And and I think we just uh, need to build on our successes. And here's a couple things that are that are, are going on. Um, uh, we have a small but mighty international agribusiness center in our in our agency, and uh, that group of people works with Wisconsin businesses on a pretty regular basis to connect the dots between them as Wisconsin producers or processors and the international marketplace uh, and for years they've worked off of grant money or or being uh, with partnerships and everything the state hasn't provided state funding you know ownership of well here's what we're going to do with our exports and, and for the first time in this last budget governor evers proposed funding for something called the wisconsin initiative for ag exports for the first time providing state funding for our international agribusiness center to help businesses develop a plan, find a market, and then market that product to the world. And again, you know, the governor proposed that in his budget, and the legislature uh, agreed with it. So that's, you know, some bipartisan success. And from that, we put together, you have at your office, and and I want to commend not only you, but previous agriculture secretaries. This export has been a big, big effort on matter what side of the aisle the secretary has been from and it's been a it's been a good thing to see but you put together wisconsin ag export council you just had your first meeting a few days ago what did you talk about and what's your goal for that it's something that uh 
Once we, once we identified the need for additional funding, clearly our agency needs to put together a plan. We've done that. So now that, now that, we've, now that we've got the funding, what are you going to do? And so we have a, a plan that we uh, put together. It's a five-year plan on where we should be targeting, what markets, what products, what areas, when we should be going there. That's a, a program that we've put together. However, what I would say is we're going to have to pivot over time. I mean, things might look different a year, two years, three years down the line. And the way we thought about it at DACCAP and Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, it's something we're doing in partnership with that agency. The way we looked at that is we want the industry to, to be involved in this discussion going forward. Uh, this is too important of an issue for our state. It's too important for our, our businesses and our farmers. So we wanted them to be, be there as a sounding board, as a, as a resource as we have these discussions. So uh, first meeting, uh, we, and, and we have uh, 15 people from across the state who are part of this, representing all different aspects of Wisconsin agriculture, and uh, four legislators, bipartisan group of legislators who are part of this as well, and it's convened by WEDC and, and DACCAP. The first meeting, you go through the the formation kind of steps, but the most important thing we wanted to do is have DACCAP and WEDC's international team walk through how we're planning to use the funding, where we're planning to go, talk about some of the challenges that are out there, uh, and then also just listen to the members uh, about what they're seeing, because obviously it ranges from uh, people who are people and businesses that are, are pretty advanced in their international marketing to groups that are they have some members that are involved but you know some of them are just getting started and so th those are some of the conversations and then identifying what our next steps are you know what kinds of things do we want to know about let's you know, talk about some of the infrastructure challenges and and the the marketing aspects talk about how we how we uh, quantify how we're doing and and most importantly how can we harness the energy and the successes of some of these companies that have been doing it and doing it well for a while and teach others coach them up how to, how to have a good plan where to where to identify your market so how often will this organization council meet because again exports are a challenge we're going to start by having at least two meetings a year but with the option of having more as people are able to i know from having that first meeting uh we could have kept going for a while because there's a lot to talk about and we're already identifying a couple of more meetings that we want to do in between. It's an important issue, and this group is really motivated. Uh, we're fortunate the person who agreed to be chair of it is just right down the road from here, Charles Walksmuth from Chippewa Valley Bean. Clearly, Chippewa Valley Bean has got a, a great export story to tell. We're going to get gather those best practices from this group of individuals and others because, you know, we want people to know, if you haven't thought about it, you might be able to build a portfolio that that gets you out into the into the world, the world marketplace. You mentioned the kids in the classroom. You've got youth involved uh, for the last year, year and a half, maybe two years now. A youth council, agricultural youth council. You've got one year at least under your belt. The new names have just been announced for the next council. What's the purpose of that? What are you getting out of that? Uh, it's it's a great way for our agency to connect with the youth, and that's that's the future of agriculture, and it's the future of agriculture in Wisconsin. Again, I, I talk about investment. That's investing in our young people, uh, and actually, you know, some sometimes I look at it too, Bob. Learning from them, uh, you know, we each year. So this is uh, we just announced the third year. So we've just been at this a little while. Each year we announce fifteen young people from across the state of Wisconsin. 
to be involved in this. We meet with them monthly. Uh, we connect with them to make sure they understand that there are careers in, in Wisconsin and agriculture across the board because where they start, they may not end up. We want to make sure that their eyes are open about what, what their career pathways might be. We also wanted to make sure that, that they know how our agency, DATCAP, interacts with, with the industry. Uh, we're a regulatory agency, but we're also a resource to the industry, and, and it's important for them to know that. And most importantly, Bob, I, uh, I recruit wherever I go because we're competing for those employees like everybody else are, uh, and, and I want to make sure that, uh, that they know that DATCAP's a place that they might want to consider mm-hmm. as a, as a uh, work, workplace down the line. And you, you see this too. There are fewer and fewer kids that maybe grew up on a farm, and uh, uh, those those young people who are on this council, I hope they decide that they're going to stay in Wisconsin, that they stay in agriculture in Wisconsin. This is selfish for our state, obviously, but it's important. Um, but you know, we're also uh, seeing ag educators recruiting kids that didn't grow up on farms. That's a young person who's interested in science. They're interested in food uh, or, or math. I mean, the, all roads lead to agriculture. So uh, they're starting to see more young people who were not, uh, didn't grow up on a farm getting interested in agriculture. And, and we see a little bit of that with our Ag Youth Councilor, Council members too. All right, agriculture, a busy, busy industry in Wisconsin. And uh, hopefully, Mr. Secretary, by the 4th of July, we'll have her knee high. That would be great. We we uh, it's been a been a bumpy start with weather this year. We got plenty of moisture. It seems right now. Let's let's uh, let people get out in the fields and get to work. Absolutely. Let's get some heat and some sunshine. Agriculture Secretary Randy Romanski with us, giving us an update on some of the many 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 issues involved in Wisconsin agriculture. I'm Bob Bosol. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, where we know it takes a team to make banking easier. When serving you, our bankers connect you with others on our team. Developing relationships with several bankers ensures that all your money matters are in harmony. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, is this line secure? Franco cybersecurity firm secured a contract, and that's all we're allowed to say. We have a green light on hiring. He needs web security professionals with a military background. Three teams of four, 24-hour rotations, but protocol Zulu is on a need-to-know basis. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard, so you can stay organized and connected all the way to the hire. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You might want a new kitchen to upgrade the countertops, add soft-closed doors and drawers, or improve on the original layout with new wall placement. Actuate Improvement will make your kitchen more livable, all the while helping you increase the value of your entire home. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. Let's ride bikes. 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 
If your bicycle is broken and you've got big things to do, just schedule an appointment, have the bike shop come to you. If you're a bike to worker or a super busy mom, you're just a couple clicks away at thebikemobile.com. Avoid the hassle of taking your bike to the shop and have the bike shop come to you. Visit thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Lots of colors starting to pop up across the state of Wisconsin. Let's talk about our ag weather and what we've got coming up this week. Time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. Stu Mux along with us. And uh, later this week, I'm kind of wondering about the weather. We've got our Alice in Dairyland finals that we're focused in on today. And, you know, normally when we get into a dress-up situation or a tour situation, you worry about heat. This looks like a pretty manageable week. Oh, it should be pretty comfortable, I think. You know, talking later in the week, temps uh, around and above normal. Uh, Thursday could be a pretty warm day, and then there may be a little rain to wrap things up. So, you know, actually maybe looking for a, a rain jacket or umbrella here at the end of the week again. Well, that's all right, though, because by that time, given the dust I saw yesterday, we'll need a little rain to settle that seed in. Oh, absolutely. Pretty easy to stir up a dust here, and they've been doing it in the fields around me since late last week. Talked to the producer last night. Yeah, you know, I've got a little corn to go in, but it sure would be nice to get some rain now that I've got a lot down. So let's hope something can stir up. Nothing out there today. A pretty quiet day with high pressure around. A weak cool front's going to drop in from northwest to southeastern Wisconsin. It may mean a few more clouds here and there. That's about it. We look for the next low to build in from the west with a bit of a shower chance that may finally begin to show up Maybe very late tonight at Eau Claire Lacrosse, or more likely than later Tuesday into Tuesday night for the rest of us, won't amount to a great deal. I'll have forecast details right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. Alrighty, Stu, let's have that forecast. Well, sunny and a bit breezy on this Monday. Not a bad day. A lot of low 70s. Could be a mid-70 at La Crosse, and I'd expect to see winds become northwest 5 to 15. Could be some gusts up near 25. Now, it does stay clear overnight. We drop into the upper 40s with the northwest winds 5 to 15. Upper 40s, just about normal. Mostly sunny Tuesday. Clouds develop, and there's that possibility of a little rain late in the day in western Wisconsin. I'd look for temps in the upper 60s with an east wind around 5. Rain a little more likely Tuesday night, lasting into Wednesday morning. Mostly cloudy with showers Wednesday morning. 
mid and upper 60s. East winds about 5 to 15. Rainfall-wise, Pam, late Tuesday into early Wednesday, a couple of tenths of an inch. Oh, I'd say maybe a quarter at most. But that's a nice little soaker for where those seeds are in the ground, and, and let's hope they really take off after that. And I saw an awful lot of people mowing lawn yesterday, too, so that'll give that a little shot in the arm for recovery, too. Oh, sure will. Won't be long before we'll talk about first crop hay, too. I thought I had to do it when I mowed my lawn. <laughs> Very good point. I hear you there. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. All right, see ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. Compure Financial is your financial partner. Committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. As a matter of fact, you want to talk about farmland values? I'm just getting ready to post an article about uh, 136 ag lenders in the upper Midwest and where farmland values are headed. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Gear up for spring with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We've got an unbeatable selection of automotive and hardware supplies to get your equipment off to the right start. Like a Lincoln 20-volt battery-operated grease gun. On sale, $329.99. Rewards members pay $299.99. Get the job done right with Hillman Steelworks welding rods and angle iron. They're 10% off. For your next welding project, pick up a Hobart Handler 190 MVP MIG welder. On sale, $759.99. Waxman wheels, casters, and floor protection now 20% off. Make that old farm equipment look like new with Krylon Farm and Implement Paint. It's 10% off. And pick up an Easy 8 12 volt DC 8 gallons per minute transfer pump from GPI on sale $274.99. Plus, for easy shopping, buy online for drive through, ship to home, or same day delivery options. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time you can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the the all-in-the-family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. If you're talking, they will hear you every single time. Killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. 
Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so. I... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it too. I'm not saying that Matt's gonna be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he gonna know? You think kids that age really listen? <laughs> they never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. You've heard about my personal interior designer, right? The one anyone can have free at Lazy Boy? My personal designer made elaborate drawings and spent months getting it just right. Okay, truth time. I scribbled some ideas on a napkin and she took it from there. How she perfectly captured the vision I had in my mind, I'll never know. Your secret designer at Lazy Boy does this all the time. People come in my house and they say, wow, it's all put together perfectly. And it really is. When you have an interior designer like I do, it all works together. But you probably couldn't afford something like that. You totally can afford it. In-home design services are free when you get gorgeous furniture at Lazy Boy. It all starts with a sketch. Sketch ideas and bring them to Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor. Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. All right, so the NFL released their schedule. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, my God, prime time for the Green Bay Packers. Ben, I know you took a peek at this because there are some prime time. New Year's Day, Christmas Day. In fact, there's a, th- a triple header on Christmas Day. Hope you don't have any fl- <laughs> don't have any plans. <laughs> I hope you don't plan on going back to Philadelphia anytime soon, Benjamin. No, but the Packers, uh, check this out on Christmas Day. Packers in in Moimo, Miami, Miami, a nooner against the Dolphins. And then later on, the Broncos at Rams and then the Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Uh, also, Packers taking on uh, New Year's Day, like I was talking about. Uh, how many prime? Did you guys go over this yesterday? They have a lot of primetime games, the Green Bay Packers. There's primetime Rodgers this year. Um, I don't know. What, I mean, Rowdy, you ran the board last Christmas for the Packers. What was that like for you? Well, it's basically me. Been a little taste. Yeah, it's basically me watching the game, (laughs) (laughs) watching the game, uh, the second half here, and it was where obviously they were playing the Cleveland Browns, and thankfully they held on long enough, and Baker Mayfield was turning the ball over. Well, he was just coming off COVID, COVID survivor. But other than that, yeah, it was basically. Straightforward. So, yeah, real quick, uh, let's see. The Packers are going to start the season at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Vikings. Then they come home a week later at Chicago, or against Chicago. Bears come to Lambeau. Sunday night football, the 17th straight season, the two teams will meet at least once in primetime. The Bears are going to be so bad. That's going to be – Ben, you and I were here for a, a Bears primetime fo- uh, Sunday night football game. That Comical. was, that was the, the debacle of special teams. One of the funniest, craziest games I've ever seen. Special I missed teams, a minute and a half. 
and a half walking to my car to drive in right before halftime. Yeah. And the Bears scored two special teams touchdowns in that time. Yeah. And that's the night where I blew up the air mattress and slept in my office because I had to. I was here till what time did we get up? Midnight? I'm just going to sleep in my office. Legend. So they open with Minnesota. Ben tried to cut up with me. said, no, get out of here. They open at, at Minnesota, September 11th for my birthday. Do you think Scott will be able to scrounge up some tickets for him? I hope so, because Scott's birthday. By the way, uh, Ben, Scott, our music trivia guy's birthday is next Wednesday. If you can if you come across any prizes, he asked us if we could send it to him. So just, just be on the lookout. And Rowdy's birthday is that game, uh, September 11th, Rowdy's birthday. So there's a little birthday. I'll be, I'll be waiting for those tickets in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next uh, week brings up some musty matchup against playoff teams from last year. A marquee game week three. The Packers travel to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, the Battle of the Bays. Now, last time the Packers were in Tampa Bay, Rowdy, uh, it, didn't, it didn't bode well for the Green Bay Packers, if I remember correctly. Aaron Rodgers rushed into the end zone for the first score, uh, put on the belt. Oh, actually, he, he, they thought it was a touchdown. Yeah, it was, it was called, called back. back. Well, it was what? Well, yeah, it was called back, and then they scored. But then they got their asses absolutely kicked, the Packers. Yeah. For the Battle of the Bays oh, there in Tampa. And then the Packers return home, and they'll have Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, Matt Jones. That'll be a nice little A lot of East Coast matchup. flavor. Yep. And then, obviously, week five, the Packers going to New York to take on, or going to London, London. to take on the New York Giants, excuse me. And then usually there'd be a bye week following the international game, but guess what? The Packers, no, no, do not get a bye week after they travel to London. Instead, they take on the lowly New York Jets at Lambeau. That's essentially a bye week, right, Rowdy? That's tough luck for the Green Bay Packers. So the bye week's not the week 14. Because normally you're going to hope for the bye week to either be before or after you have to fly to London, preferably after. They got a week. They got a week yeah, till this. They, they play the Patriots, December. who should be a good team before, and then the Jets after. Yeah. Now, no one's going to confuse the Jets with a good team, but a lot of people do like their draft, and you can't imagine they'd be much worse than last year. Yes, correct. And then moving on from that, you have the Green Bay Packers. Once they come home uh, from London, the Giants at Lambeau, then it's a three-game stretch on the road. That's a tough – that's tough coming from Lambeau, then uh, – I'm sorry, coming from London, then Lambeau, then Washington Commanders, Buffalo Bills, then in Detroit against the Lions. That's a tough little stretch there of just travel. That kind of at least you're not flying too far from uh, whatever. And then Rowdy, you come home week ten. That's Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys coming to Lambeau, and then the Tennessee Titans for Thursday night football. This this scheduling is kind of tough, especially when you throw that London trip in there. Sunday night to Thursday night football, or Sunday at late afternoon to Thursday night football for the Packers, and then Ben Kenny. Will you be doing a little jaunt home November 27th? The Packers going to Philadelphia to take on your Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly baby. See if we can all make it somehow. Wouldn't that be nice? Stay at the Kenny Abode. What is the Kenny Abode like, by the way? Are we we're in the we're in the city, right? Does it like, have yeah. AC? You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Beautiful, clear, full moon out there this morning. If you're an early riser, although now the sun's coming up so much earlier. Hard to catch it. Uh, we are going to see sun today. 74 are expected high tomorrow. Maybe a few clouds. 69 Wednesday. Morning shower possible. 66 Thursday. Sunshine and 78. Quite a change as far as weather is concerned this week. Helping us all be able to get outside and hopefully enjoy a little of that. I do want you to know at the outset today, the newsmaker is wheat. Over the weekend, India. 
announced that they are going to try to manage overall food security for their own country and vulnerable countries near them. They are the world's second biggest wheat grower, and they have decided that they are going to prohibit exports. So wheat is the newsmaker in our markets. We'll get to that in just a little bit. I'm Pam Yankee, by the way. Forgot to tell you that. So glad you're along with us on this, the 16th day of May. Let's see. On this day in 1975, the first woman conquered Mount Everest 22 years after Sir Edmund Hillary made the first ascent up that mountain. Again, the first woman made it this date back in 1975. On their state back in 1929, they awarded the Oscars for the very first time. Here in Wisconsin, kind of an interesting historical note. On this day back in 1933, they actually mobilized the military. 75 members of a tank company were mobilized to stop violence as farmers statewide caused a milk strike. The farmers were protesting what they called low milk prices, and they employed milk dumping as their main tactic. But things got violent in the Janesville area when a member of a tank company was assaulted during strike-related violence. Actually, it was in Waukesha County, not in uh, Rock County, but in Waukesha County. Farmers protesting the low price of milk and dumping milk. They called out the military to try to Keep it in play. Happy birthday today to singer-songwriter Janet Jackson. Actor Pierce Brosnan is 69 years old today. And this is the birthday of former Wisconsinite Liberace. And <laughs> now you know. All right. We promise you today is all about Alice in Dairyland. Why? Because today is the last day that you can secure tickets to be a part of the audience for either the question-answer impromptu session Friday evening in Deerfield or Saturday evening if you want to be in the audience for the finale at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. Caitlin Riley is one of the volunteers in Dane County. She'll tell us about that in just a moment. We also want to highlight the young women that want to be our next Alice in Dairyland. Stephanie Hoff joins us with another candidate's preview this morning. In preparation for the selection of the 75th Alice in Dairyland, we're giving you a chance to meet the candidates. The Alice in Dairyland finals will be held May 19th through the 21st in Dane County. The 75th Alice will begin her term on July 5th. One of the top candidates getting ready for the 75th year of Alice is Amelia Hayden. Amelia is passionate about connecting consumers and producers, an attribute she values about the Alice program. As an agriculture educator by training, I'm always looking for ways to be able to educate more communities about agriculture and how they can get involved in the industry. Alice in Dairyland is a powerful role that connects Wisconsin's consumers to our producers and processors, and I felt like this was a role where I could bring the enthusiasm and passion to really reach new audiences and build new partnerships within the program. Tell me a little bit about your background in agriculture. Growing up, I was actively involved in Walworth County 4-H and then later joined my local FFA chapter. I was active showing at the Walworth County Fair and after high school served as a Wisconsin FFA state officer for two years. 
what skills do you bring to the table then based on your experiences? My experiences as a Wisconsin FFA officer have given me a lot of public speaking skills and being able to work with a variety of audiences to really communicate an engaging message. I also have a lot of experience working with business and industry within uh, Wisconsin agriculture that would allow me to build some more partnerships and create those relationships with others. What are you most excited for to get out of this experience? I'm excited to continue having opportunities to reach out to others and talk about how they can be engaged in Wisconsin agriculture. To me, there's nothing more life-changing for students and for adults alike than being engaged in Wisconsin agriculture and having opportunities to grow. And so I'm excited to share those with Wisconsin consumers. What's something new that you think you bring to the table if selected as Alice in Dairyland? As Alice in Dairyland, I would bring a diverse background, having not grown up on a family farm, and showcasing how many ways there are to be engaged in Wisconsin agriculture beyond any one specific sector. And so being able to represent every sector of Wisconsin and bring that same passion and excitement when talking about each different area of Wisconsin agriculture is something I'm excited to bring to the table. Aside from running for Alice, where can we find you uh, out in your community? Currently, I am student teaching in the agriculture department in Lake City, Minnesota. And so I get to spend my day with seventh graders through seniors in high school teaching them. Uh, In addition, outside of teaching, I enjoy being involved in the community, volunteering with my local FFA chapter as an alumni member, volunteering with the County Farm Bureau, and generally staying engaged in the agriculture world. Amelia Hayden along with us, one of the six top candidates for the 75th Alice in Dairyland. You can learn more about the program at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm Stephanie Hoff. Are you protecting investments on your farm? BioVet's CAF program has been supporting calf health and growth for more than 30 years. BioVet CAF supplements provide your newborn calves with energy, hydration, and beneficial microbials to support healthy calves. Healthy calves make productive cows. Call BioVet today and learn how an investment in your calf's health returns an investment in your future and your farm's profits. Call 1-800-BIOVET-1. That's 1-800-B-I-O-V-E-T-1. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. So the newsmaker this morning, as far as the markets are concerned, that would be wheat. Over the weekend, the government of India announced policies to try to basically protect their country from food insecurity as well as some of their neighboring vulnerable countries. They are the second biggest wheat grower in the world, and they are going to prohibit exports, and that means wheat prices are going up. India suffered a major loss as far as wheat was concerned because they had their hottest march on record. So they say their yields are slumping by as much as 50% in some pockets of that country. So it's not just about their worries over weather. 
It's also their worries about just keeping their population fed. So wheat is the mover this morning. In overnight electronic trade, December corn's up 14 cents right now at 762. November soybeans are up 17 cents at 1515. July wheat right now up 64 cents at 1241 and continuing to climb. Dairy markets on Friday, no change on barrel or block cheese prices or double-A butter. Fluid milk this morning, June is trading down 23 cents at 23.60 a hundredweight. July milk down a dime right now, 23.64 a hundredweight. Farmland values across the upper Midwest are continuing to climb. Last week, the 7th Federal Reserve District released their latest survey of ag lenders. 136 rural bankers all across the upper Midwest responded. Uh, Ag property values as a group were about 23% higher than the same period a year ago. And we saw a 4 percentage point increase just between January and March. Here in Wisconsin, we saw our values on farmland go up about 13% compared to last year and 4% since the fourth quarter. Other states like Iowa, Illinois, and Indiana had an even higher rate on that farmland value. Michigan didn't get enough responses to come up with uh, an adequate value. But like I said, Wisconsin farmland values up 13% compared to last year, 4% increase just since the fourth quarter. Coming up in just a moment, continuing to emphasize that time is running out if you want to join the audience Friday evening with the Allison Dairyland candidates in Deerfield for a question-answer impromptu discussion, or if you want to be in the audience on Saturday evening at the Monona Terrace Convention Center when they announce our next Alice in Dairyland. It is definitely going to be memorable, the 75th event being hosted in Dane County, and they expect a lot of the former Alice's to be in the audience. We're talking about that next with Caitlin Riley. She is a former Alice in Dairyland, now one of the Dane County volunteers welcoming you in. Stick around. Caitlin's in studio next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time for this week's planting update with Andy Grebner, District Sales Manager with Wiffles Hybrids. How's it going, Andy? I know we're, we're crunched for time. You just want to take that time to get out, dig some plants, dig in that furrow. Just make sure your planting depth for corn is somewhere around that two-inch mark. Also want to make sure, since it is a little bit wet in some of these fields that we're, we're getting into, that we're getting good closure and seed-to-soil contact. We want to make sure we're get those plants off to a good stress-free start with uniform emergence. And I've been asked by a few growers since, you know, the calendar is we're getting closer to the middle of May, that if they should keep their planned fungicide application on their plans, and my answer is absolutely plan on it and spray. The Whiffles agronomy team has 12 years of fungicide data with over 1,200 comparisons of tassel time application of fungicides, and our data has shown a positive yield response of 79% of the time with over a 10 bushel advantage. That's Andy Grebner, District Sales Manager with Wiffles Hybrids. For more information, visit wiffles.com. 
Help grant wishes with Bergstrom Automotive and Make-A-Wish Wisconsin this Saturday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. When you make a $15 or more donation, Bergstrom Automotive will give you a $29.95 discount on your oil change. Stop by anytime. No appointment needed. Plus, take a test drive and Bergstrom will donate an additional $5 to help make wishes come true for local kids battling critical illnesses. Visit a Bergstrom Automotive dealership near you and brighten a child's day with Make-A-Wish Wisconsin this Saturday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Make a $15 or more donation and Bergstrom Automotive will give you a $29.95 discount on your oil change and a $5 donation for a test drive. Here we use a lot of F words, food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Two different opportunities for the general public to get a first opportunity to meet our Alice in Dairyland candidates. Of course, Dane County holding the 75th finale on Saturday evening, May 21st at the uh, Minota Terrace Convention Center. One of the committee members and a past Alice herself, Caitlin Riley, is in studio with us. So give people a little sense of what happens uh, as the final phase of this uh, evaluation goes through. These six candidates have already been very busy doing different projects, making different presentations before they ever get in front of judges. That's right, Pam. You know, a lot of us only see this three-day finale portion of it, but those applications came out in January. They had initial interviews. They had a press briefing where they were introduced to an audience and also given a binder of assignments where they are tasked essentially in a trial run of what it's like to truly be Alice in Dairyland. So it's not just their initial interviews in February and then these three days in May. They've been working on social media strategies, developing professionalism, and really getting that feel for what it's going to be like if they are selected. So we've got the six candidates now on Friday, May 20th. There will be a question and answer uh, interaction. Tell me a little bit more about that one. What is it designed to accomplish? It's designed to get a look at their understanding of the agricultural industry and also see how they think on their feet. You know, when you're Alice in Dairyland, you never know what questions are going to be thrown at you. And that's one of the things that I think is most fun about this impromptu question and answer event. As someone who's been through the Alice application process twice, I can tell you it's the most stressful event that I had on my load, but it's a really great opportunity for the audience to see the rigor of this application process and get to know these top six candidates even more. And that's going to be at Badger Farms and Deerfield. We're going to have some of your favorite fair foods there. So tickets are $15. Enjoy some fun fair food. I know the weather has been making us feel like we're in the middle of July or August getting ready for that fair season. And like I said, get to see these candidates. Only one will be selected as Alice, but I would be shocked if you don't see the other five staying involved in the agriculture industry. That has been the history of the event for sure. Caitlin Riley in studio with us again, a perfect example, a uh, farm girl that is our past Alice and now engaged with the Wisconsin Beef Council. Let's talk a little bit about the finale then. From Friday evening when they handle those impromptu questions, what happens during the day Saturday? Is there anything that they're tasked to do or is it just a matter of building energy and stamina for the evening? Their Saturday schedule is going to be pretty booked as well. So from Thursday through Saturday, 
Saturday. They're going on industry tours and they're gathering information. We have quite a few tours lined up across state. So there's Brick Cider in Mount Hora, the Dane County's Farmer's Market. That's going to be bright and early Saturday morning. These girls are getting an early start and a late finish on Saturday. Hinchley's Dairy Farm in Cambridge, Kepke's Greenhouse. They're going to see the Meat Science and Animal Biologics Discovery Building right there in UW-Madison's campus, the Little Potato Company. And at the finale, we're also going to get a recap of Rank Seed because they were able to visit them in March. So Saturday is going to be another busy day with those industry tours. They're going to have interviews and they're going to have a little bit of a break to be able to prep themselves for that night up on stage where they're going to be giving those final speeches. But they're also going to be preparing their impromptu speeches because of those tours that I just talked about, they're going to be assigned one at random to talk about for a full minute on stage that night. And so it's certainly not a breeze from the farmer's market to that finale stage. Boy, you know, and let's talk a little bit more. A panel of judges will be evaluating these candidates through the whole process. I assume then that they've had access to some of the work done before we got into May. That's right. And to be honest, I don't know when those panelists are given the application materials. I would hope sooner rather than later because it is a lot. And this Alice selection process is based on a rubric, a grading scale, looking to see how well they can handle different categories. So just because a candidate maybe didn't excel in social media doesn't mean that they can't finish as Alice in Dairyland because they may have excelled in all the other fields. And this year, there's actually going to be four members on that selection panel. Typically, it's just three. I I think it's a fun addition, especially with the 75th anniversary of the Alice Finals, the first time the Alice Finals has come back since the COVID-19 pandemic. A great way to top it off. And to be honest, Pam, I don't know who these judges are. They keep it very much a secret, and the candidates meet them for the very first time on Friday. Excuse me, on Thursday. All right, good deal. Now, the other nice part is the finale on Saturday evening, May 21st at the Monona Terrace Convention Center, because it is the diamond, I think 75 is the diamond, it is really set up as an evening of kind of pageantry. I know that a lot of times we poo-poo that, we want to talk about agribusiness, but really Saturday night is set up as an evening of celebrating 75 years of Alice as our agriculture ambassador. That's right, Pam. And like you said, there's going to be a lot of pageantry. It truly is a professional development opportunity. We're going to have a lot of our sponsors there who supported this program and the planning of this finale. I think we have a list of more than 50 sponsors, including agribusinesses and just businesses right here in Dane County. So a networking opportunity, a chance to see those candidates on stage, and a chance to reconnect with some of our old friends or family who are coming for this event. You know, I think we're going to have... A lot of our Alice alumni coming back. We're going to have an alumni reception before the official banquet starts that evening. And our very first Alice in Dairyland, Margaret McGuire, plans to attend. So like I said, a great opportunity for networking. Of course, the food's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a unique spot at that Monona Terrace. And tickets are just $40. And in this day and age, it's a cheap way of getting out, having a good dinner, and networking. Absolutely. Very true. Now let's talk about the ticket situation. Uh, there, Because there is a beautiful menu for that finale, you need to take action on purchasing $40 finale tickets right now, I'm assuming. That's right, Pam. Right now, we want to get our numbers to the Monona Terrace by May 15th. So make sure you get those tickets in. You can find that information at AllisonDairyland.com. It's also on Eventbrite. If you just log on into Eventbrite and type in Allison Dairyland, you'll get that option to buy tickets for the question and answer session as well as the finale. We have plenty of seats and we just want as many people as possible to come and celebrate this event. It isn't just for farm folks. This is a celebration for anyone in Dane County. Celebrating history, that is for sure. 75 years and going strong. Our Wisconsin's Allison Dairyland program 
Again, the finale, Saturday evening, May 21st at the Manoa Terrace Convention Center. Tickets for that evening, $40. If you'd like to see that question-answer interaction, that is on Friday evening evening at uh, the Badger Farm in Deerfield. Again, like we said, uh, $15 for that ticket, and all you have to do is go to aliceindairyland.com. You'll see the Dane County tab. Caitlin Riley, former Alice in Dairyland, one of the committee members, and now a